0: Welcome to the Heme Consults podcast, a weekly inspiration infusion for women of color and hematology. Dear women of color in hematology, Heme Consults is your personal space to rest, recharge, and renew your spirit with a weekly infusion of inspiration from hematologist Dr. Toyasi Onwemina. Every Sunday, Dr. Unwemena will remind you that you are a superstar and have everything you need to succeed in your incredible career as a hematologist. Welcome to the Hematology Sisterhood that will transform your world. Hello, welcome to the Heme Consults Podcast. I'm your host, TSE Unwemena, hematologist, physician, scientist, and educator. Today's episode is Separate the Light from the Darkness. And I'm continuing my theme of Genesis chapter one. Welcome. First, I want to tell you, a woman of color in hematology, that you are enough. You are enough. You don't have to become anybody. You don't have to become stronger. You don't have to get rid of your weaknesses. You don't have to change who you are to fit in. You are enough. You've been looking at yourself and you've been wondering, do I fit here? Am I supposed to be here? Do I even belong here? Is this space even for me? I'm just going to encourage you that, yes, you belong here. The space is for you. You are supposed to be here. Why do I know that? I know that you're already here. I know that you're already here. And that's the most important thing. You're here right? Sometimes people would ask me, Tiosi, do you feel like you belong? And I'm like, that question is not really useful. I'm here. Because I'm here, I'm supposed to be here. I belong. Whether I feel like I belong or not, I belong here because I already am here. And so I just want to encourage you that you're already here. You're already here. Nothing you can do about it, nothing they can do about it. You're already here. And you know what? Because you're in this space, you belong in this space. Whether you feel like it or they don't feel like it, matters not. You're here, and because of that, you belong. And I want to tell you that, and I hope I'm not the first one to tell you that, but just in case no one said it, I'm gonna go ahead and be the first to tell you that you're here in hematology because you belong. I'm glad you're here, and I hope you stay and make the difference that you came to make. All right, thank you for being here, and I'm gonna talk about separating the light from the darkness, and the story I wanna share... (laughs) is a story that's very near and dear to my heart. And I hope that as I tell it to you, I'm not going to cry, but I might. And if I do, it'll be okay. I probably won't, but maybe I will. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But when I started uh, my work and, you know, as, as hematologists, we have many different spaces in which we work, right? We do clinical work and the different spaces in which that clinical work can manifest. We do Um, education and different spaces in which you educate, and then you also do research, and there are different kinds of research that you can do. Well, there was a specific clinical unit that I started working in. It really was the main thing that I did when I first started my faculty job. And when I first started, I was new. And you know, honestly, I hadn't yet been trained in that space. I had a little bit of training in the space in my fellowship, but not to the extent that I had done a lot of it. So I really was learning on the job. I was a learning leader. And um, there was, you know, it was a general theme, but it was a specific person this thing came from where I would say, okay, this is what we're going to do. And they would say, are you sure? Dr. X doesn't do it that way. Could you call Dr. X and see? When I first started, I thought, okay, I am new. I am learning. Maybe I'm wrong. Let me check in with Dr. X. And I would check in with Dr. X, and Dr. X would say, Of course, you know the literature. We're doing we're reading the same books. We're reading the same articles. Go for it. Right? A lot of things in hematology, especially in the space in which I practice, may not necessarily have clear cut, um, clear-cut things for exactly how you're supposed to do them, right? Because if they were clear-cut, no one would be asking you. We're hematologists because we're in the space where people don't know the answers, right? Anyway, so that was my experience where I would be like, I'm new in this space. Okay, let me double check. Let me triple check. And then I would say, hey, I've double checked. I've triple checked. This is what I want to do. And they'd be like, oh, okay, Dr. (laughs) Wabana. And you know, it kind of got better over time, but it still continued. Anytime I said something that either someone wasn't really happy with, or they thought "Mm, maybe somebody else would do it differently, they would challenge me. They would say, hey, you know, you sure you want to do it this way? And I have to say, I was a recovering people pleaser. I just, you know, needed to make everybody happy. And so I I would say, hey, I get it. You, you love the patient. You care about the patient. And you want to make sure to do good for the patient. And I would go back again and I would double check and I would triple check. Well, over the course of my career, I started doing some work. I talked in the last episode about let there be light. I started doing some work that shed light on my my practice in, in in the clinical space. And I began to push back. I began to say, no, I don't need to check with anybody. This is the way I want it done. Let me know when you've done it that way. <laughs> and here's the challenge. When you start to behave in a way you haven't behaved before, people get upset. They get mad. And in a lot of spaces in life, and particularly in hematology. Some people get upset when you don't behave exactly the way they want you to behave. When you don't make yourself small like they want you to be small. When you don't hesitate and double check and make sure that you know what you're saying before you speak, they're worried that you're kind of veering away from the you that they can put in a box. And that's what started to happen to me. When I stopped listening to their pushback and I started saying, no, I'm a physician. I'm licensed in this space. I take responsibility for the actions that I ask you to take, um, and this is what I want you to do. People started getting upset, and so what they started doing was going above my head and going to somebody who maybe would force me to make change happen. And and all of this stuff was happening, and somehow I could sense it, but I also wasn't paying attention to it until it all came to a head. I finally got to a place one day when I got called into the office. I got called into the office, oh, wow, there's been all these complaints about you, and You did this and you did that. To be honest, some of them made made me a little bit surprised because I really did think that I was getting along with people in the space. And, you know, it's been my priority for most of my career to get along with people. And um, so when this litany of complaints came against me, I think I honestly had gotten to the place where I just was like, I was just done. I was done doing this thing where I would be contorting to try to fit into spaces that other people had created for me that I didn't really particularly want for myself. And I said, no, I'm not going to make these changes because these changes are not necessary. I'm practicing within the scope. And no, I may not be practicing like Dr. X, Y, or Z, but I'm practicing within scope. And I stand by the decisions I've made. You know what? I don't want to be in this space anymore. This is a sanitized version of the story. Maybe one day, if we meet in person, I can tell you the real version. But that was it. I decided I wasn't going to be in that space anymore. And I quit the space. It's kind of interesting because up until this point, this was one of my major spaces in my academic career. And I just was like, I'm done. I'm no longer doing this thing where I have to triple and quadruple check myself just to say what I knew I meant to say at the very beginning. And yeah, took a lot of people by surprise. And yeah, they try to get me back into the space, but I was done. And the reason I was done is because, wow, what a lot of energy I was pouring into this space of trying to convince people that, that I was good enough, right? I did this for nine years, <laughs> trying to convince people that I knew what I was saying. And I, I meant what I was saying. I, I, I knew, I knew that what I said was real. I I knew that I had the expertise, right? I mean, even if I didn't have it the first year, I had it the second year, maybe the third year, right? I, after nine years, I, I knew my expertise and I didn't have to justify myself to anyone, still learning, right? Because we're always learning. But this was more than that. This was every time people saying, we're not sure. We're not sure. Go check yourself. Go, go. And then in a sense, trying to pass on their doubts to me. And you know, the time finally came where I just, I just divested myself of that space. I said, you know what? There are other spaces I can occupy. Why don't I go to that? Those other spaces. And I have to tell you that the space I occupy clinically now, people call me when they need my help. And then they thank me at the end. They say, "Doctor Anwamina, your recommendations made a difference in my patient's life. Thank you for being here." Wow, what a difference! What a difference! Well, the three things that I want to bring out, the three lessons that I want to share, is that you know sometimes you find yourself in a space where people question you, and they question who you are. And I want to tell you my lesson number one is that you are enough. You are enough. I am enough. I was enough, right? All the things that I kept having to do where I needed to go triple check and double check, they weren't necessary. And I wish I'd recognized that up front, but I thought I thought I would you know go and do what they asked me and make change happen and then and then they would be okay, right? I thought after years and years of putting in the work of being consistently on target, they would say, "Oh, well, she's proved herself. But no, every time someone new came into the space, I'd start over. I had to start over. And then sometimes someone with a dominant voice would come into the space. And then everybody would turn around and say, Oh, are we sure she knows what she's doing? And that brings me to lesson number two where people don't accept you, it's not because of you, it's because of them. It's because there are people who will not accept you for whatever reason, their biases. challenges that they're dealing with that you have no idea about they don't accept you not because of you but because of them and so you changing doesn't really make a difference in that space and you'll know because you've been twisting and turning for a long time trying to make yourself different so that they can accept you more and nothing is changing in fact whatever change you make they ask you to go make more changes Right? The bar keeps moving higher and higher. Hey, wow, you did this, but what you really needed to do was that because Dr. X does this. And when you recognize that you continue to be in a space where you have to keep adjusting to be accepted, I want you to pause and think about when it's time to quit that space. Lesson number two. Sometimes we get to a place where we've adjusted and adjusted. And still no change has come of that space. And I think the important lesson for me was that, you know what? It had finally come to a time when it was time to quit that space. And I did that. Lesson number three is the importance of finding the spaces where people affirm you. You know, they already affirm you in those spaces. You know, it's those spaces where you arrive And before you've even said anything, they're like, you haven't spoken, but because of who you are and because of how far you've come, we just know. We just know that what you have to say is good and we accept it. We don't even, we haven't even heard you, but we know that what you have to say is good. And and here's the thing, here's why I think that's important for you, women of hematology, you women of color in hematology. Number one, you came through medical school. You actually got into this thing called medical school, this crazy process that people take to try to get here, right? And then not only did you get into medical school, you graduated. And then you did residency. <laughs> you survived the craziness that is residency. And then you went on and you did fellowship training, the second line of craziness, right? To get to this space called a hematology career. And therefore, when you get to a space where people are like, can you prove yourself again? You have to ask why, right? You have all these credentials. Is it that they don't believe in the system that credentialed you? What else is it? And you're looking around, you're like, is it me? Is it me? Okay, what can I change? But it's not you. It's not you. It's that they will never believe you no matter what you do. The moment you recognize that, it's time to quit the space and look for the spaces where people value you, where people say, hey. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your voice. Because your voice is powerful. Your voice is real. And your voice is precious and your voice has value. And so I think the third most important lesson for me was to find the spaces where people already value me and expand that space for myself. And why was that important? It was important because. I was investing a ton of energy into a space where the energy would never really result in much, right? No matter how much effort I put into trying to make people happy, or trying to make people accept me, they just weren't going to. I mean, yeah, maybe there would be a little bit of change. They wouldn't question me three times. It would just be two, right? But overall, I was expending a ton of energy in a space and the energy wasn't really resulting in in anything that benefited me, right? It may satisfy that person in that moment, but then I would need to expend that, en- expend that energy again to impress them again, because it would be something else that they were not impressed with. And so when I recognized that my energy wasn't, wasn't doing much, and I finally left that space and pursued the spaces where my energy actually was being put to good use. wow. All the things I could start to accomplish, all the places I could actually put my energy towards, right? So instead of putting my energy towards reading three or four articles just to make sure that my recommendation was real, <laughs> I could just read one article, or, you know what? Read no article and say, "Hey, this is my recommendation. Let me know, let me know how I can help you otherwise, right? I don't know. Like ultimately, like I didn't have to do three times the work in these new spaces that I was showing up in, where people actually just needed me to be there because you know what? I have this expertise and I have the ability to learn. I have the ability to grow. And, and people actually who are working with me have the ability to walk alongside me in this learning journey. In medicine, we're all learning, right? None of us is the expert. So when people say, oh no, you must prove yourself, it's a sign, it's a sign. It's a sign that you're never gonna be good enough for them. And you have to decide. And maybe it is worth the energy for you. Maybe you're like, no, no, no. I'm just going to keep putting in this energy because it allows me access to X, and that's okay. I did that for eight, nine years. I kept going. I was like, well, this this energy that I'm putting into gives me this, which allows me to do this, which allows me to do that. I made that decision. But a day came, a day came, and I was like, you know what? No more. Let's let's put my energy somewhere, somewhere where it counts. And so I want to call you to action, and I want to say, hey where are those spaces in your career where people are asking you to prove yourself over and over again? What are those spaces? You know, one thing is we are in institutions that are huge and there are different spaces within different institutions. It's kind of like the world. You choose where you live, right? And there may be parts of the world that you're like, yeah, I'm not really impressed with this. Let me move to this piece of the world. It's kind of the same way in hematology. There may be one space in which people don't affirm you. Where are the spaces where people do affirm you? What are those spaces? You know what they are. Don't say nobody affirms me in any space. It's not true. I affirm you. This space is for you. And you know what? There are other people within your institution who affirm you. And I want you to go find them. Go find them and ask them, what are the spaces in which I am being affirmed? If you don't know it, ask somebody who loves you, who cares about you, right? You know, it may not be your mentor. We'll talk about that in a future episode. But do find the spaces and the people who actually affirm you and grow those spaces. Grow those spaces so that you can stop putting your energy into the spaces where people don't want you to be and put your energy into the spaces where you are celebrated, and you are encouraged. And because of that, your work goes so much further. Put yourself into the spaces where people celebrate you because you know what? You are worthy of celebration. A woman of color in hematology, I just want to encourage you that you are worthy of being celebrated. Can I just say that again? You are worthy of being celebrated. No, you don't look like everybody else. You don't talk like everybody else. You think differently, and that is your strength. Your strength is that you come with a different lens and a different perspective that is disruptive. We're going to talk about that in a future episode. I do want to encourage you, leave those spaces behind. Don't even look back and find and expand those spaces where people encourage and celebrate you because you are worthy to be celebrated. All right, that ends today's episode. I wish you a wonderful week ahead. Go forth and just conquer. I mean, you already are primed to do that. So go do it. And when people throw microaggressions your way, yeah, don't let it stick. Mark that space and make sure that you're not found in that space again. Go find the space where people celebrate you and just stay there. Expand that space. Hey, create your own space of celebration. Yep, create it so that you always have a place where you are encouraged and rejuvenated. All right, I look forward to seeing you again next week. Come and continue the conversation with me at coagcoach.com. Talk to you soon.